Welcome to the next edition of the Career Conversations podcast, brought to you by Hunter Recruitment Group. And as usual, I'm your host, Craig McGregor. Today, we have a little bit of a diversion from our usual career conversation with a a one-on-one chat about how someone's gotten to where they are. Today, we have our first returning guest in Daniel Borg from Cyborg. Daniel and I have uh, known each other through business now for over a decade, and, and during that time, we've not only become customers of each other, but we've become pretty good friends, and we have some great conversations either on the phone or, or over lunch or sharing a coffee. I love these chats, and we thought, why not put one of these down as a, as a podcast for everyone to, to hopefully enjoy? Daniel's got this great idea about uh, communication, uh, visuals, graphic design, marketing, and how it can be beneficial in the employment space, particularly in onboarding. And we have a really great open and honest conversation about how to use those mediums to try and attract and retain staff. It's a great conversation and it's like anything every time we chat. I just keep learning about how Daniel and I come from the same sort of problem at different angles and how we can both learn from each other through that process Uh, there's some excellent quotes in here and I'll I'll share a couple with you before you listen to them but but I love it when Daniel mentions that understanding how culture makes every business different onboarding shows culture to the world to help find fit I thought that was phenomenal in terms of the employment space another one that he he spins in this conversation and I'm sure they're just off the top of his head is branding is a uniform for your business it's just beautiful. It just worked really well. Uh, stay around for the end of the podcast. Daniel shares a really uh, unique branding experience that he used to try and source uh, an employee for his business. It's quite a unique uh, methodology and something I think you'd all learn from. So, again, I'm really excited to have a, a left of field conversation with a good friend, Daniel Borg from Cyborg. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hunter Recruitment Group people-centric recruiters. HRG looks to use technology and personal interviewing techniques to ensure the best fit possible for both the candidate and the employer. We operate labour hire and temp services for various sites, conduct permanent recruitment searches and have an innovative program we call temp to perm You can find us on the web www.hrgroup.com.au or search for us on your favourite social site, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. Whether you're an employer looking for a fantastic new team member or you're an individual seeking their next great career move, start a conversation with Hunter Recruitment Group today. All right, so welcome back, Daniel Borg, my first ever two-time guest of the <laughs> Career Conversations podcast. Oh, I love to be here, Craig. It's awesome, mate. So yeah. I thought... Uh, We've been we talk way too much, yeah. you and me. So why not why not put one down on on, on record? But uh, interesting concept. You were talking to me a little while ago about a project that you've been working on that kind of dips its toe very much into my passion areas in terms of onboarding. Yeah. And so I thought, why not uh, let's discuss um, how HR and design can come to be, uh, come together uh, to create better employment outcomes for. All parties. So yep, yep. Let, let's start there, hey. So why, why did why did <laughs> marriage c- made in heaven? Yeah, why did <laughs> why did Cyborg look at, at, at onboarding as a as a potential source of uh, assistance to their customers? Yeah, um, awesome question. I mean, a lot of design work I do is for organisations and businesses, and I find the more and more I work with businesses, the closer I get, I learn, start to understand their culture, and um, culture is the factor that. Um, makes every business different, I suppose. 
and I guess onboarding works in terms of showing that culture to the world so you attract the right people that fit that so culture. So if we yeah. step backwards though, yeah. so if I think about a graphic designer, I think yep. logos and business cards and letterheads and yep. website. So what you're telling me, and this is, this is true because I've worked with you a lot, so you're actually getting to know the business and understand their values yep. to help design that logo, to help communicate that. Yeah, to help communicate their brand, which is really their culture in a visual format to the world so that then people identify with it and get attracted to them. You know, and, and increase sales so, or... Yeah, and that's, what, that's yep. right. So you ultimately, yep. most people are looking at it from a, a customer perspective. Saying, yep. okay, if I've got this great brand, you know, engaging logo, I'm going to generate more business and make more money. Yep, yep. That's, yeah, why, and they, that's why they hire side. Exactly, and, and, uh, but it works the same way for attracting employees. Yeah, that's yeah, what so, I was Yeah, which is to. onboarding process and... and um, so what made you think? So you, you've been doing this for years, you've seen... You've seen what power you can bring yep. through that branding yep. and then you've had this light bulb moment to say, oh, actually, this could work from an employment perspective. Yeah, I think it's working with the more successful organisations that actually see you see them grow because a lot of my relationships with clients are over 10 years old now. So I've seen them at the start and I'm seeing them now, so ah, 10 years okay. of process. And I've seen, well, what makes them different compared to other businesses? And I'm finding a lot of it is because they understand and have articulated their culture and they express it and they use it to grow the business and people then uh, become gravitated towards that and, and they grow just naturally from those sort of things. So I've, I guess I've seen that firsthand by having direct experience with lots of clients. I mean, I can name names, but I, I don't think I need to do that. And, um, and I've been hand in hand with them because I've actually helped them articulate it and in part not even knowing about that. Like just sort of it's now looking back and sort of connecting the dots and saying, well, that's kind of... A big part of it. Yeah. Well, that, that's probably the reason why I agreed to let's have this conversation because it's, to be honest, it's something that I work in every day mm. and I find it critical. So when we're recruiting and attracting staff, you know, your business brand, your website. So if um, if Daniel was looking for a job today yep. and he went onto a website like Seek and he looked at a Seek job ad and there was a nice, shiny, really impressive logo in that yep. ad versus just text yep the ad with the logo looks more professional yep but then he might apply for the job 99 out of 100 people once they actually before they apply for the job or once they apply for the job they'll go and check out the website because mm -hmm. in today's market that's yep. where knowledge is and social so media as that's well. right yep. social yep. so yep. they'll google they'll go to social and so those things are quite critical yep, yep. so even prior to the actual onboarding process mm. employment branding is critical and so, yeah, I've known that for years and, and I've enjoyed that with our customers and talked talk to many of them about the power of that. Um, so it's great to see a graphic designer go, oh, hang on a second, the work that I'm doing actually is impactful from an employment perspective. Oh, definitely. And as opposed to just generating customers. I, yeah, I, I'm a big believer in um, people even buy from companies, obviously because they have a good product or service, but they've only got a good product or service because they've got a great culture to deliver that. And you um, gravitate or you get attracted to those businesses because that oozes through it. So for me, as a designer, um, I'm helping them do that rather than just sell. Like, it's, it's not really showing the end result. It's actually putting that, that spark through the whole process. But it's also, and that's I'll, where culture... I'll tell you a cool yeah. story. It's yeah. not employment related, but yeah. it's perception related. Yeah. Yeah. We, we built a house many years ago. And like all houses, we need to put a fence around it. Yeah. And so I left that job to Ames, my wife. So you organise the fence. 
All right. So there must have been three or four quotes she got. You know, there's the guy that rocks up in a smelly, dirty ute and he's got yep. a singlet on. He's not getting the job. Yeah. And then, you know, the gentleman that walks in, his ute's nice and clean. He's got branding on the car. He looks professional. He's in a polo shirt with a logo on it yep. that looks smart. His price might have been more expensive, but that's the guy that Amy trusts yep. to put a fence around our, yep. our, our house. Yeah. So... Not even there's no knowledge there mm. of his workmanship. Yeah. There's no knowledge of the quality of what he'll do, but immediately the brand perception that she has of that gentleman versus yes. the other characters is much higher. Yeah, that's yep. important. It, it, it plays into psychology, you know. Like um, that's why doctors wear white coats. You know, <laughs> yeah, okay. you know, scientists wear white coats. There are certain traits that or stereotypes that we. Um, we trust more than others, and that's what branding does. I mean, well, it depends yeah. on the yeah. the um, the place. Yeah, like yeah. I'll, I'll share another cool story yeah. with you, <laughs> all <fun>. about branding. <laughs> so, when I first started uh, employment back in about '97, I worked for a small recruitment agency, and my boss made me wear a, a, a tie. Yeah, and because uh, that was more professional. Okay, and we were working with factories, and one factory in particular, Sarah Lee. And uh, at Sarah Lee, you've got to wear a white coat in right. the food production yep. area. Yep. So it's white yep. coat. Look like white I look coat. like a doctor. Yep. <laughs> However. Scientist. <laughs> no, no one talked to me. Yeah, right. I looked scary. Yeah. Yep. Everyone thought I was work cover. Yeah. Dude in a uh, white coat with tie. Oh, we don't want to talk to him. Yeah. And so I went to my boss and I said, hey, buy me some polo shirts. We'll put some logos on them. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll get you more business. And yep. he went, no, that's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so let's give it a go. It's going to cost you 50 yeah. bucks for two shirts. It's just and the amount of people that would actually interact with me as I'm walking through the factory floor right. quadrupled. Yeah. yeah. And it was just because Perception. of how I looked. Yep. Mate, that, and that's what branding is. It's a uniform for your business. And, and look, when it comes to onboarding, it's exactly the same way. You want to attract customers just as much as you want to attract the right employees, you know. So, um, yeah, perception is really powerful. It's all, my, it's all like... Um, so know, tell me, tell me, so... Graphic design extraordinaire. <laughs> what do you think onboarding is? I think it's um, showing the culture of, of the organisation, what your values are up front to your potential employees. Um, and those potential employees can almost become the general public. It doesn't have to become employees. But then one of the, when one of those general public people tr decide to want to work for you, you've started onboarding them just through that perception to the public. So Yeah, so... so you're probably a step too early there. Right. Onboard. So what you're talking about there is yeah. there's recruitment and attraction. Yep. yep. Onboarding is when you've actually hired. So we've hired right. Daniel. Yes. yes. And we're going to start this process of in, in, engendering yep. him into our culture. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that, and, but I see it. Um, and so I think you're right. Yeah. You I think if you were a smart organisation, you would make sure that that flows. Yes. And that's so right. that's that, consistent. Yeah. That yep. branding is consistent, and there's quality there because mm. I talk. That's where I talk from. A if we look at that employment life cycle, where yep. we play the most is in recruitment, and it's critical. Yeah. Like I just mentioned, if you have a job ad that looks really smart and you know, you've seen what we're doing recently and, and how we're exploring video yep. job ads and we're using uh, visual photos of work sites and yes. those sorts of things to try and attract people so that they can visually go, ah, oh, that's where I would yep. work. That's, that's, right. that's what the office looks like. Yep. Or I'm going to be a landscaper and those are the sorts of projects I'm going to work on. Yep. That really helps attract the right people. It's the right kinds of people. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it makes A, the job easier, but B, more importantly, yeah. you're getting the right person. 
because your message, what you're talking about, is informing those potential candidates yes. about the culture. Now yes. that is critical. Yes. If we don't talk through that at recruitment phase, then we're going to get the wrong person. Yep. And so, you know, you've heard me a million times talk about my job is a box theory. Yes. That there's two sides to the box: skills and what's highly technical, other stuff. Yep. So there's always going to be skills. This is the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. there's always going to be skills. There's going to be five dot points in the job ad or the position descriptions. They're going to need to have certain experience. Mm-hmm. But the other side is so tangible. Yep. It's so uh, important. Understanding how to communicate that yep. uh, is very difficult. Yeah. Yep. And so using new technology, using mediums like branding yep. can be a really great innovative way to help communicate that through the recruitment process. I mean, there are really direct ways as well, like Netflix, for example, have got an onboarding document that's open to the general public. So in a way, you get a direct insight to what the culture of working at Netflix is like. You can just get it on, I think it's on LinkedIn, it's on one of their platforms. Um, And it's basically a PowerPoint slide and a PowerPoint deck and it just goes through all their values and it has images. And that was another reason that got me thinking about onboarding because it was a graphic design document, mm. you know, to portray this is what the culture of our organisation is like. So they've had to set that up in a certain specific way and then our potential employees review that, look at that and feel like they probably wouldn't want to work there so they're weeding out the, the different kinds of people. Yeah, yeah. and that's a yeah. good thing. Exactly, that's right. Yeah, so... So for me, you've got recruitment and employment branding and then once you make that hire, that's where onboarding starts. And that's where I think most people in in our marketplace here in the Hunter Mm -hmm. in particular probably haven't evolved to that length yet. Most people are good. They do an induction. So they might, you know, Daniel starts working today and we, 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 here's the policy document, Daniel, and yeah, the toilets are there and and that's Mary. We'll introduce you to Mary. They get a tour. Um, They might get a manual to read and a test to do from a safety perspective. But what do they understand about the values and all those things that they now have to work to? And what are those those norms of this organisation? That's not a one-day presentation. And that's where onboarding is something that you can really take over a period of time to get someone on board Mm -hmm. with your values and the culture and all that, that right side of the box while they're still learning the skills that are required for the job. Yeah, and a lot of that external culture... Um, perception is really to everybody but it actually attracts the right people so a lot of most people won't want that but the right ones will pick up on it and then come to your door so that's i think that's the the trick with it yeah. isn't it like weeding out the wrong people yep which saves you time and money down the track yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. but it's also about setting setting a standard yep and so if your standard is not professional in terms of your onboarding process if mm. it's G'day, Daniel. Welcome to the, welcome aboard. Here's the toilets. There's your desk. Good luck. We'll talk yeah. to you at, at five o'clock and see how your first day went. Yeah. The experience that Daniel's received there is not the greatest. Yeah. Is he part of the team? No. Mm. Does he really know what he's got to be doing? Oh, there's a document he could read. Yeah. Is that really onboarding him and getting him a part of the, the business? That's right, yeah. So Start off on the wrong foot. So how can yeah. we use design to make that better, do you think? Yeah. Um, well, I think it's a lot of it's about visual communication. So it's the documents that you prepare for them, it's the layout, it's yep. the, um, the messages that you have. It could be video. Well, that's what I was going to yeah. suggest to you yep. is, is I think in today's marketplace, it's not just documents. Right. You know, there's, there's great organisations that use technology. Yep. You know, there might be, you know, 
using workplace through through social media through facebook to yep. showcase well this is where we all share stuff yes and this is how it looks or a video video that's you know, right yeah mentioned to you earlier on when we were having coffee prior to this that there was a real estate agent recently that did a presentation at our business chamber and to try and tell us about their business and how elite their business was mm. in their marketplace, they showed us a video that they used for onboarding. Yeah, right. It was really smart. Yeah. For most people in the room, they would have gone, they would have been impressed. Mm. For me as a recruiter, I went, oh, wow, yeah. that's amazing. If I was to work with that organisation, I understand now who they want. Yeah, they what want, their standards are. They want yeah. this kind of personality or this style of elite person representing yep. their business. Yep. What a great tool to show a recruiter. Yeah, so it's a form of differentiation as well. And, yeah. and that's massive. It's a positioning statement, I guess. Yeah. 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 So again, so onboarding? Well, well, I mean, I'd love to know from you what you think are the touch points of onboarding. Like, yep. you know, we, we mentioned the, the, the document that you yep. get when you first sit at your new desk or workplace and um, a video that might be out in the culture. But um, what other elements do you think, like well, in, in terms of the employment cycle? Yeah, so... I think if we talked about we just and we mentioned that earlier, so you've got recruitment mm. as that sort of or pre-recruitment. So you're going to have advertising, you're going to have branding in that yes. advertising. Then in the recruitment, you're going to have some advertising through your touch points. So you yep. might have either a phone call or it might be an email to say mm -hmm. thanks for the application. All those can be branded yep. effectively. Yep. Yep. You know, in today's market, it might be that you're setting up a, a video interview with the candidate. Mm. Again, that can be all branded. Yes. You could do a, a reference check that again, can be all branded yep, and in their yep, files yep. so that it's all consistent. There's yep. all those touch points. Always has that um, congruency to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then when we actually hire the person, again, the traditional is we do a, a letter of offer. We do a nice document with, with the finances and you know, the, yep. the policies and procedures. This is where you can have fun. Yeah, right. This is where I reckon someone it's like, like you... It's like a kit, like you give them a starting kit. Absolutely. Yeah, that's and you cool. can have some really yeah, cool yeah. fun with yeah, that. Yeah. But more importantly... I think it can be video. Like in today's marketplace, why but can't someone prior to starting with you go, hey, here's your letter of offer, but click this link. Yeah, right. This is why, yeah, yeah. This is why we're an awesome organisation. And, and you just uh, made me think of something. Have you seen on LinkedIn a lot, you see in your feed, whenever there's someone gets a new job, they show their onboarding kit. Like I've seen it where they have yeah. a bottle of wine and they have something on their table and it's got the branding on it. And, and in a way then the culture's getting re-advertised to a whole new audience just because of that one. Yeah, and so it's, a, it's Yeah, that's another way to look so at it So you're actually well. yeah. taking a... A onboarding process and using it for your own marketing piece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I mean, people want to show, oh, geez, they gave me this bottle of wine and these tickets to the movies or whatever yeah, it my is. My first day, they've yeah. said, here, it's your first day. Here's a yeah. hundred dollars. Make you feel special. Yeah. Take your family because we appreciate your family yeah. giving yeah. up your eight hours today. So, yeah, thanks for coming on board. Yeah, on board. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so this, this, you yeah. can have some real fun yeah, with that. Exactly. But yeah. I just see the opportunity that organisations can do that. Mm. But if they do it with their brand associated, because you know much better than I, and your business is called Cyborg, <laughs> it's all about the psychology. Yep. You know, so you may get a gift, mm. bottle of wine. Yep. But if that bottle of wine has Hunter Recruitment Group logo on it, as yep. they're enjoying that wine with their yep. friends, that it's a conversation starter, the psychology of that bottle of wine being a Hunter Recruitment Group piece of yeah. branding... Yep think that's where this is going to take onboarding to a whole new yeah, level i think um it's also about not thinking of the first step but you've got to think of a few steps ahead that's where onboarding helps it's um like 
a lot of businesses might just think, well, that's not giving me direct sales. Why should I invest well, in yeah, that? Absolutely. But if you think a few steps ahead, the word of mouth and all the different things that come off, those kind of things, you're actually building like culture and awareness in the world and that that's lasts a lot longer. Hmm. And that's what attracts you to the right people and, and customers. And yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things, isn't yeah, it? That yeah. you know, and we've talked about this in many conversations. That why why do you do something? Well, you do it because you believe in it, hmm. right? Now there might be ramifications from that belief, like you've just mentioned. That it's really nice to give someone a reward. We've yeah. just finished a project. It's the first two weeks of of, of um, being on board. Yeah. Here's a bottle of wine, or yeah. or here's a the next phase of the the onboarding process that's branded um, to your business. Mm. Then, yeah, the the additional ramifications yeah. of that could be like what you just mentioned. Yeah, but you don't do it because of that. No, no, you you do it with your heart, you know. Yeah. But why not just go the extra mile and brand things and do, you know that's all you all you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So you're just actually taking what you're probably already yeah, doing yeah. and then branding it with yeah, your brand to bring right. that visual memory. Yeah, it helps. To do um, it. Yeah, at, 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 I mean, the purpose of branding is really to aid memory. That's mm. what it was about. Like if you think about um, the initial purpose of branding, which is the stamp cattle with a iron. Yeah, that's where you it's know, come that's from. That's a yeah, brand. Yeah. <laughs> so you can remember what cattle's what, I suppose. So we're not recommending that as onboarding. No, that's you know? right. But, um, Everyone yeah, here yeah. gets a HRG <laughs> tattoo on their butt. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like branding is really you're stamping uh, a memory in somebody's mind that relates to your product or service. That's that's all it is. Yeah. yeah. But I really like where you've gone with that because that, for me, is the critical bit. Yeah. That yeah. Uh, as a talent acquisition program or a recruitment piece or a employment of choice piece, whatever you want to call it, mm. having those programs in place are important. Yeah. Um, you talked about those touch points. So it's, it's a strategy, isn't it? Like it is. You um, have to understand what all the pieces are along the whole onboarding process mm. and then realise that there are touch points along the way mm. and then you brand them appropriately, you uh, tailor them appropriately to your culture. Yep. Yeah. It's even the way, like this can go beyond onboarding, uh, this can go to you know, exit. So if you talk about the employment life cycle yep. and those yep. touch points that you mentioned before, you know, prior to someone starting, whilst they're starting, onboarding, you know, the life cycle of yep. their, their business and the different pieces of branding and, yep. and, um, and those things that you can work with to, to eventual exit, be it via personal choice or business choice. Yep. How professionally you handle that with your branding yep. could be quite critical to how outsiders see you. Exactly. You know, yeah. The media might pick up yeah, on that. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Yep. All those things that yep. if you want to attract people after they've left mm. could be quite critical. It's, it's very critical, yeah. It's perception. Yeah. Perception is reality. Like, <laughs> um, I always find it funny saying that because everybody's got a different perception in their head, but it's their reality, isn't it? Mm. And I guess um, with branding is we're trying to make a common denominator for that perception so that it's consistent and it, um, it's the same perception as, as, as it can be in everyone's mind, yeah. So yeah. I like your example of Netflix, for example. Yeah. Like, not sure what their footprint would be like here in Australia, no. um, but I'm guessing they would be. It's like that's a really recognisable global brand. Yes. So from a recruitment perspective, those brands attract people. Yeah. So if you were going to recruit for Netflix, there'd be a strategy on why you wouldn't mm. use their brand. It might be a particular role that you don't want everyone to know that you're filling from a competitor standpoint whatever it might be yeah but the majority of their roles would have netflix all over it yeah you know they would want that brand out there 
Um, and then as people join the business, that onboarding process mm. of becoming a Netflixer, a, yep. someone that works at Netflix yep. and then having pride in that, yep. uh, that slide deck that you talk about I've seen is, is yep. phenomenal. Yep. Yep. And so understanding that as part of the process of getting someone, for me, onboarding is engendering someone into your values, yep. into your culture, exactly. and then becoming a part of your business family. Yep. And, and, so and, and getting the right people then makes the right products, like the right results internally, which which then becomes part of your brand. So it's like a vicious cycle within the, within yeah. the organisation. Yeah. So what I think is quite critical here is it's tough if you're a small business. Mm. So if you're a small business in Maitland or in Kays Beach or mm. in Newcastle, um, to compete with some of those larger businesses because mm. they may be able to offer better financial benefits, all those different things, yep. this is going to be critical. Yeah, well, it's... It's like I said, it's articulating the culture. Mm. So you might have a better culture than those bigger organisations, and you want to promote that culture. Like I know I've got a junior designer working for me, and uh, we work from my home studio, and um, I've got to have to attract her to want to stay in a small case Beach suburb. So, so um, you know, I I try to make sure the culture of my business is very relaxed and easygoing, and want to be there, you know, and have fun and not not take the world too seriously and so that's all that's things that i do to attract and people keep so people that, around and yeah so how do you use design to communicate that to your staff member yeah well it's funny when i actually um sent the job out out i created a landing page for that and i yep. articulated the culture of my organization i had a video on there that showed what it was like to work there i um i sent it out to the university where um, the lecturer sent it out to all the students. So every one of them students got an email. They could click on the landing page and get a sense of the culture. And from the landing page, there was examples of my works. There was a testimonial from a previous employee. Um, so there are some things I do. But then internally, it's, um, you know, having a so cool workplace. Pause, pause there. Yeah, okay. That yeah, because we work together on that. No, yeah. I was just going to say that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, right. If you're listening... And for Daniel, let's ref, let's let's stop <laughs> stop what you're doing there, yeah. and let's 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 look at a traditional job ad. Yep, yeah, I didn't go the traditional. That route. is it was target target marketing. No, but it's also a traditional job search process that most small organisations would use. Yeah. Is let's write a job ad. It's a flat document. Yeah, it sits on somewhere like Seek. Yeah, cost me three hundred dollars, and people apply to the job. Yep, and then I go through the ones that I think are suitable. And then I do an interview process, whatever that might be, whatever their process yep. is. What you just stepped through then was not that at all. It was all. a revolution. <laughs> That's something different. It's yeah. something different. <laughs> so yeah. what I'm trying to get out there is yeah. you're not going to well, get the stock standard no. applicant. But it's also, think about your market. Mm. It's left brain, creative thinking yep. type character. Yeah. Yep. They're not going to want to apply to a job yeah, on that's on a flat whatever. piece yeah, of so paper. It's target marketing. That is a big part of onboarding. It's like knowing who your market is mm. and directing your communication in that in that marketplace. Yeah. Yep. So there's yep. an advantage there, I think, for small business to mm. get creative. Yeah. And so yep. we've we've helped in that space a lot with mm. uh, video technology, um, you know, audio technology, yep. um, the visual photographs that we take, yes. like we mentioned before. Yes. It's a different methodology yep. of trying to attract people. Exactly. And I think that's important. I remember listening to a, a, um, a seminar via Seek about five years ago, I think it was, and it was, I think back then, 80% mm. of people looked at Seek on their phone, yep. not on their computer. Yep. So how they actually digest those 
ads is changing and changing rapidly. Yeah. And so by having the visual medium on those phones is so much more effective. Exactly. But yeah. uh, you know, to go the the to the point where you go, you know, let's create a landing page. Mm. So for an organization that is recruiting, you know, they might be a small organization in the hunter, but they're still recruiting 10, 20, yeah. 30 people a year. Yeah. That investment would be minimal oh, exactly. to set up a, exactly. a landing page. Exactly. Yeah. For, um, you could do even an SEO campaign or an AdWords yeah. campaign targeted towards it or, or a Facebook social media campaign. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So there's yeah. lots of yeah. different yeah. ways now yeah. to try and attract people. Yeah, so by doing it visually or via a web page with a mm. video or mm. whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, it's just different and different looks great. Yeah, yeah. And it comes back to that social stuff. You're creating content uh, that people will consume and then they'll be attracted to your business. Yeah. Yeah, And like my junior designer that's working for me now, she's been working with me for three years now in in the third year and I got the right values. Like definitely like Hmm. obviously got to interview from that and I picked somebody that just fit. And I think... Did you spend time... uh, understanding what those values were like like writing that down or communicating that to yourself yes this yes. is critical. that's another part this of is what culture. i want so in my um office i've got like a um a wall that no one else can see only i see but it's got all my values on it so um i'm constantly reflecting on those but then i've also got um framed words that are just sort of on the shelf and things like that just remind me of values yep and that sort of a way to subliminally program yourself to remember what you stand for yep. and help you uh, reconfirm that as you, as you go through the day. Or, and, and look, I've done that for other clients as well where we've designed posters, like culture posters that are sitting in the office so that the staff remember what they're there for. Yes, that's you know, what's their why. onboarding. Yeah, and that's part, another touch point in onboarding. So it's, it's about creating the right culture. Like, you know, culture can be created. That's another thing that um, I'd love to talk about is culture really doesn't exist it's just a myth that we've created that we all agree to believe and if you if you want to think about the broadest culture that we're all aware of is is australian culture you know the relaxed easygoing um thongs all the things if you want to say what is australian culture you articulate that well you can do that the the same with your own business you can re-articulate your culture and then bring in the the metaphors that actually express the culture. So it's whether it's design, but it could also be clothing, it could also be architecture, it can be um, interior design. There's, there's, there's so many subliminal effort elements or design elements that, that portray a certain aspect of culture or a certain kind of culture. And if a company understands what their culture is, they've articulated it, they've, they've got those words that explain it, then they can express it through design elements, from architecture to graphic design. So, yeah, and, and that's really, yeah, that's really interesting. It's, that it's, it's a different way of thinking of it. For yeah, sure, di- different viewpoint. Because mm. you know, I'm sitting here thinking about that and, and thinking about the you know the classic example brought up Netflix, but but Google. You know, there's been yeah. movies made about Google's employment culture. The cult, yeah, and like Facebook, yeah, 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 and how they ping pong you know, tables, ping pong tables, yeah. all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's not their culture. Yeah, that's yep. just a small part yep. of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, um, it's not—it's not their culture. I agree, it's not their culture. But their their reinf- cultural reinforces, I guess. Like the thong is not Australian culture, but we wear thongs, and therefore we feel relaxed and not so closed in our hmm. feet. So the relaxed part is our culture, but the thong is like a metaphor. So that it's a design element. A design element that—that's so kind of what I'm getting at. It's like it's like reverse engineering what. 
your culture is into visual elements or, or um, items, you know, products. Yeah, interesting. Things. Yeah. yeah. They're all subliminal sort of... Yeah. Um, I mean, look, think of a lawyer's office. Like, what do you think of when I say a lawyer's yeah, office? Yeah, absolutely. Like... Clinical. Yeah, or oak, you know, timber, yeah, timber. lining, yep. you know, um, heavy. Yep. They're the, they're the metaphors, right? Yep. That's, as, opposed, that's, that's, as opposed to graphic designers. Yeah, office. studio or something. Yeah. Studio. Or artist funky, studio. Cool. Yep, yep. Beanbag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get a beanbag. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that, that, these are the things. and um, You don't have a beanbag? No. <laughs> My kids are gone. <laughs> I'll bring it in. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah. Um, but you're right. You're yeah. right. You're stereotyping. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And so that's where you can break the mould. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's not, and it's not wrong to not. If you're a lawyer and yeah. you want that yeah, professional yeah, yeah. feel because you want your employees mm. and customers to feel like I'm in a yeah. legal legal zone, then that's okay. Uh, but it's so funny, but because I've got a few lawyer clients and they're breaking their own stereotypes. Like a lot of them don't have that now. It's just that I said, what do you think of when you think of a lawyer's office? That's like old. Yeah. But, you know, things are changing. So maybe in 10, 20 years, you say the same thing. It'll be fresh and open and whatever. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's because people are changing the culture. Yep, that's right. Yeah. You know, it's like neither of us are sitting here in ties. <laughs> you know, will the tie die? Who knows? I mentioned it before in a, in a story, but yeah. you know, I just see it as one of the most pointless items on yeah. earth. Yeah, yeah. But there are organisations out there that they still, yeah. a tie is important, a yeah. tie is part of their culture and workplace yeah. and all those different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, will that change? I don't know. Mm. Mm. Well, I've got boxes on right now. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lucky it's, lucky it's an audio. Program. Yeah, that's that video. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, look. Um, what else? What else in terms of branding for employment? So let's look. We've looked at onboarding. We've talked a little bit about uh, recruitment. Is there anything else where you know I really appreciate you bringing this no, this, is good, this to um, me? But is there anything else from a branding perspective where you go, you know what? I've been had my eyes open. What else can I do? Mm. Well, you showed me something just a minute ago before the meeting, uh, a different type of card. Like um, you met with someone at a networking group and then they posted you a card. Yeah, physical mail. A physical, like a notepad type item, but it had four corners on it. Yep. And one corner had great to meet you and she folded that over, the lady folded over over. But the thing I liked about it was it showed the other three corners and they were like, probably new ideas or opportunities for you to meet again yeah so it was like that was very clever and so it's just thinking outside the box of how you um can yeah. you get so like that in a way that's a business card yep but it's a thank you note yep it's also so a to-do to list it's a to-do list you know they've combined a lot of things in, in one so yeah, absolutely and that's a different culture of how you uh meet and negotiate and communicate with yep. people it's more memorable, so you know things like that. It's just thinking outside the box to to um, stand out and, and be memorable. Got any examples for yourself? Something cool that you've done for one of your customers that you think has helped their employment branding? Oh, okay. Well, one client we do character tours. Yep. So every time they have a new client, and this is part of their on onboarding. So it's for the clients. For, sorry, well. no client. Every time employee. they have a impl- new employee. As part of their onboarding process, is they get me to illustrate a caricature of their face, yep. and they present that to them, and it goes on their uh, pro- LinkedIn profiles, their Twitter profiles, it goes on their internal um, documents, it goes on their business card, and it's a 
and the cartoon is in the spirit and the, of the brand because we've created these ninja characters, these, all these things about the brand. So all of a sudden, metaphorically, they feel part of the brand just because they've had their face illustrated in that style. Part so it's, 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 a, it's a psychological way of onboarding, right? Mm. It's, it's not a physical way. It's actually like a... You're part of the team now. You're part of the you're team. One of us. Yeah, you're. You've. You've. Be, and and I think from, I don't know this for sure, but I don't think you get a cartoon straight away. I think you probably work there for a month, or you might pass your um probation. Your probation, and then you get a cartoon. Tell me about the process. Do you go to the office and learn about the person, or how does it work? Me, no. They just send me a photo. They send so you it's the really photo, good. Yeah, I've I've got the style down pat. Like I've done it for all the original founders, and then I um. You know, every two or three months I get a new photo or a couple of photos and we illustrate it. So I've got a process in illustrating. I pencil sketch it and then I vectorize it in Illustrator and make it the right colours and the right lighting, the right tones. Because, you know, like cartoons, there's certain styles of cartoon. Yep. So this is a particular style of cartoon. So we just apply those design. But, but it marries with the branding. It marries with their interior design. marries with their, their posters, um, the internal posters. It marries... Every, every touch point they do, it fits within that. And, and this is like another level where you're associating the so personality. the individuals as part mm. of their brand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like, well, we've talked about this before. I'm sure oh, I've talked about it with other people, but personal branding, that's becoming a new thing, right? And yeah, particularly well, social media. Well, it's not a new thing. It's always been around. Because the thing about personal branding, which oh, we should do another podcast on this, <laughs> but... Um, Famous people have been personal brands for us, you know, like celebrities. Yeah, they're celebrities and they're personal brands, sporting stars, personal brands. But because of social media and the internet and the, the one-to-many transaction that anybody can have because of the internet, they can become personal brands if they articulate it and understand it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you're right. We we're sort of creating a group of personal brands that fit within the main brand. Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, it's... Man, right. it's awesome. Love well, this stuff. Yeah, look, I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast today. It was fun to do a podcast not on someone's career progression, but a part of a career of yeah. how we can attract people yeah. and how we can get them as part of our organisation's culture through a different medium like like branding and yeah. design. Yeah. So yeah. it was interesting. I really appreciate you bringing the topic to me and, and this was a fun half no, hour. No, I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. I love it. And um, yeah, I'll see you on the other side. Cheers. Thanks, Daniel. <laughs> see you, mate. Thanks again to our returning guest, Daniel Borg from Cyborg. I just wanted to say how much I appreciate your friendship, love the conversation, and we'll do this again soon, I'm sure. If you liked our conversation, please uh, go to iTunes or on SoundCloud and rate us. Or if you're seeing this on LinkedIn, share it around and let your friends hear about uh, the podcast. Share it on other social media like Facebook as well. Uh, If you'd like to learn more about Daniel and Cyborg and how creative he is and how he might be able to help yourself, your personal brand or your business, all of his links for social media and his website will be on the show notes at our webpage, www.hrgroup.com.au. Until next time, I'm Craig McGregor and thanks for listening.